Welcome to the Learning Capacity Podcast, where we explore stories from around the world. We hear from educators, parents, students, entrepreneurs and scientists about innovations that help make learning easier and more successful. I'm your host, Peter Barnes. Today I'm with Ash Bhattacharya from Mag. And uh, we're going to have a chat about what he's doing in the world of autism, and it's very interesting. Ash, so can you just tell us a bit about uh, Autism Mag and how you got to the point you're at and what you're doing for people? Sure. Uh, first of all, thank you, Peter, for having me on your podcast. Um, so it's, it's been a journey for me so far in the sense that, you know, um, uh, I, I grew up in India in a, in a remote village, and um, when I was growing up, my brother, who's uh, severely autistic, is on level three, uh, and even at the age of uh, 39, he is um, semi-verbal, to say the best, okay? Um, and uh, given that th- th- that point in time, the awareness around autism by and large was missing, um, it took a long time for him to actually get the diagnosis. Um, and uh, what that resulted was in the, there was some severe developmental delays, okay, to a point wherein you know, we sort of felt like we missed the board in terms of, you know, all the, uh, how we could have actually leveraged the most out of, you know, early intervention. Um, that element was missing given that he didn't get the right level of care and support. Um, and as a consequence, even today at his age of 39, he's, he's still uh, both financially and for his daily living needs, he's dependent on me and my family, uh, which is sort of the inspiration behind that. And uh, also to add on to that, like, you know, you can call it, you know, by association or because, you know, we, are, we were growing up together. Um, and, and given that my brother is only a year and a half elder to me, um, I also started as I was growing up, I started, you know, imitating some of his um, repetitive behaviors. Um, and uh, uh, essentially, I was also, my speech was also delayed and, and my parents were concerned because now their eyes were more tuned to, you know, identify uh, those early symptoms. Um, so uh, I was also uh, referred for a diagnosis, even though the first time I didn't get a positive diagnosis. Uh, but at, an, at a later point in time, at the age of 12, because you know I had no friends, like you know I was not interested in engaging in those social activities, I got diagnosed with Asperger's. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Though I was always on the high functioning side, right. right? And I was good academically, especially in maths and and, and um, you know science related skills. Um, And which is where I saw a difference in how, you know, the parenting skills, the role that parenting skills played for me and my brother, given that, you know, I was I was doing good academically. My parents were way more invested in me, like they loved my brother a lot more, but they they had literally pinned all their hopes and aspirations on me. So while, you know, I ended up getting a lot of support from them. Uh, which is one of the reasons why, you know, I went to college, I got, I graduated, I, I got recruited by a top company, I worked in the Silicon Valley for a few years and got into middle management as well. And uh, from that point in time, I, you know, I, I realized that uh, I, I've been surrounded by people on the spectrum for a while. Right. And, and it's about time that, you know, I would, I would li- like to do something for it. And hence, I started Autismag more as a passion project. Um, and uh, as a blog to share my feelings about growing up with autism and and, and with um, with my brother. One of the interesting perspectives I've, I've seen, just looking at uh, some of your web presence, is that you you say that your child's potential is only limited by what you believe, and more than any treatment, diet, or therapy, the perspectives from which you see your child's autism have the greatest impact on him or her. 
does that come from your experience? Or it is that comes from a yes. personal experience. Yes. Eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, look, uh, if you look around, you know, uh, one of the challenges that, that parents face on a day-to-day basis is a lot of stress, anxiety creeps in because parenting a child with, with special needs is hard, right? Okay. And, uh, and often they seem to have that sense of hopelessness. Whereas, you know, if we are able to turn around that thought process and rather than looking at a child with just with special needs, um, we, we start to look at the child as someone who's got certain gaps in some areas like we all do. Okay. Um, that mindset change alone helps in motivating the parents to be able to um, contribute a, lo- a lot more to their kids' developmental process. And we've got examples all around today. For example, you know, this guy, Jonathan Brown, right? So he's the face of, he's been on severe nonverbal autism all his life, and he wouldn't run for more than 100 meters without getting distracted. And today he's the face of um, New York um, uh, Marathon. Oh, really? Right? Yes. Yeah, so he's, he's yeah. completed well, five marathons. Well, what's, what's his name? Jonathan Brunel. Jonathan can you spell that? Jonathan, B- yeah, yeah. B-R-U-N-O-T, I think. Oh, okay, we can look him up. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure some of our, yeah. our, our listeners will be interested in yeah. uh, checking him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think I think yeah. now he's got sponsors from yeah, everywhere, right, you know, right. because he's run it five times. Yeah. And and this is, uh, if you look up, look him up, you'll find his interesting story around, you know, how yeah. how his, how much motivated his parents were, you know, to, to, um, to contribute towards his you know, development. So that's a, that's a real life example of, of your belief. Exactly. And it's a pretty bold claim to claim that your child's potential is only limited by what you believe Absolutely. as a parent. Uh, look, not everyone is going to grow up and, and become rocket scientists, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's not the intent here. But the mm-hmm. intent is that if you believe that, you know, your child can actually achieve uh, a lot, okay, and if you're really willing to work towards it, you will definitely end up getting somewhere there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. So this is interesting. So you're really focusing on coaching parents of people of children on the on the autism spectrum more than helping the children directly that is, is, that, correct. is that your focus that is correct ah yes. that's interesting uh, are, are there many people out there doing what doing that taking that approach working with the parents and the parents mindset and the I parents beliefs so. i think so mm-hmm. uh, like there are a lot of organizations okay uh, even if you look at you know organizations like aspect today right uh, they are running a lot of awareness program around. Okay, part two. I certainly think so, Peter, because, uh, you know, even uh, organizations such as Aspect at the moment, they are running a lot of campaigns around um, providing parents with the right set of tools and strategies to be able to achieve more out of, you know, uh, out of being, being, um, uh, or developing their parenting skills, as well as helping their child uh, bridge those communication or social interaction gaps, yeah? Um, though, uh, what I see uh, essentially is that there is a lack of structured approach in the sense that parents are handed out a lot of resources and material, but there is no one actually hand-holding them through that process. Uh, I'm not saying that that doesn't exist today, uh, but if it does, not too many parents know about it, okay? And, and what Autism, uh, you know, Autism 360 is trying to do is actually uh, help the parents through that journey, okay? So that because parenting a child with special needs could be lonely at times. Um, and, and, and could be could be a bit onerous on or taxing on, on the parents as well. And this is the thing that we are trying to ease for them. Okay, so just to clarify, yeah. Autism 360 is a program which Aut- Autismag um, provides. Is that correct. what you're doing? Yeah. That is correct. And, and, and can you describe that program, yeah, sure. what, what it's doing and how you sure. do it and how you're delivering that um, parent motivation, parent uh, mindset 
Coaching, that's what it is, is it? Coaching, that is yes. yes. Yeah, look, so, so the um, objective behind AutoZone 360 program is to put or empower parents to be uh, to play a directorial role in their child's development, okay? Uh, it's a six-months-long program wherein the parents will receive not only all the tools, strategies, and the real-life experience to be able to uptake um, or, or to be able to play that leadership role in their child's journey, uh, but they will also receive hands-on coaching and one-to-one -one support from our panel of specialist providers who will work with them on a day-to-day -day basis. So, Ash, can you just elaborate on uh, how the process works and talk to us a little bit about the sort of people who are actually doing this coaching work? And it's remote, isn't it? It's not face-to-face? -face. No, it's, it's not face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. It's remote via web conferencing. Okay. We'll come back to that remote in a minute. But can you just tell, tell us a little bit about how it works? So uh, assume I'm a parent. I have a, a child on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. How do I engage with Autism 360? Right. How do I do that? Okay, so you mean the initial engagement? Yes, yeah, just talk me through. Yeah, that. look, so initially what happens is that we have got a, on, a, on our website, we've got an application link, okay? What you need to do is, you know, you need to fill up that application form. It's about 10 to 12 questions. What that helps us understand is whether we are in a position to help you, i.e., if you join the program, are you going to get the kind of results that we expect our, our parent clients to get, okay? Um, and if we believe so, then we'll get, basically get in contact with you and walk you through in great detail how the program works, what is its framework, how it's structured, and the tools, resources that you're going to get by joining the program. Mm -hmm. And what's the commitment from the parent's side? How much time, for example? Right. So, look, we want um, the only way the parents are going to get results, and we are very upfront about it, uh, is that um, is by them doing the weekly activities that are assigned to them by the coach. Okay? And these are not like textbook kind of activities, but these are strategies and resources that the coaches will educate the parent on and will show them how to facilitate while their child is doing those activities. Uh, these could be online or offline activities. But um, essentially, they would need to put at least six to eight hours a week in the, in, in that, in, in the, uh, embedding themselves in that process. And that would be around split around two to three hours working with the coach in planning every week the work that needs to be done, what worked last week, what didn't, and and also you know then executing those strategies with the child and recording the progress and the matrix around it. Mm -hmm. And that goes on for six months. Correct. Uh huh. And at the end of the six months, then the hope is that they will be much more empowered, much more self-sufficient to um, help their child progress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let me take a step back on that. So basically how the program works is that um, uh, at the start of the program, the parents are paired with these coaches. Now, these coaches can come from different backgrounds, but the commonality between these coaches is they are heavily experienced in having worked with kids on the spectrum. They could be special educators, behavior therapists, or autism workers, key workers, who have through professional qualification or through experience have worked with, you know, hundreds of kids on the spectrum, okay? And they understand at a broad level what the spectrum challenges are. And in most day-to-day -day scenarios, they will be able to guide and mentor the parent in terms of what needs to be done to be able to effectively handle a situation or bridge a gap. Now, that said, often there will be some needs around specialized, you know, uh, intervention, okay? Which is why what we're also doing is we are partnering with reputed specialist providers within Australia and U.S., 
And as and when the coach believes that this is something that might require um, a lot of specialized care, um, the coach will bring into that conference one of these uh, panel um, uh, therapists, and together the parent, the coach, and the therapist are going to work out a strategy. Right. Okay. Would, would that be uh, all? That they're virtual meetings; they're not face to face. Or no. Or will, will you connect a um, one of the specialists to the family physically, like going to the house or or the family visiting a, a clinic or an office or something like that? Is that part of it? Or no. So it'll all be done through Zoom or Skype type. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. uh, multi. Uh, Invitee con- uh, conferencing. Yes. Uh-huh. So you know the coach will be on one side. You okay. Know, the the therapist on the other side, and the third party okay. will be the parent. Interesting. So you can leverage this thing pretty big time using technology. It is yeah. very yeah. scalable, and that's yeah. how we are able to you know provide right. the service. Right. So you you've got a background in technology. I think you mentioned earlier. I do. Yes. 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 So yes. I worked in the Silicon Valley for, oh, did you? for a very household name um, in in um, uh, electronics and consumer application. Right. Right. So you know you way around a, a few of the edges of this this uh, thing. Yes. Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. I've been fortunate enough to have acquired some of these skills. Okay. In the workplace. Yeah. 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 Well, that's really interesting. So one of the questions I guess will come up is uh, so what's this cost? Uh, can you give us some idea of how much uh, the, the six-month program costs? Absolutely. Look, so again, it might depend by around twenty to thirty percent based on you know what the what the what the needs might be of the parent or the child. But typically, uh, the parents can expect anywhere between three thousand five hundred to four thousand dollars for the entire duration of the program. That, that seems seems. It doesn't seem a lot considering the amount of hours you, you described earlier on and the caliber yes. of the coaches you, yes. you're getting. Yes, look, um, to, to be completely honest, uh, parents can expect at least 40 to 50 hours of one-to-one consultation um, you mm. know, throughout the duration mm. of the program. Mm. And, and how we are able to you know, scale the service at this cost is um, we are able to you know, tap into people uh, or specialists who can actually work beyond their regular hours mm. okay, and work remotely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how it's, it's basically uh, we are leveraging on the economies of scale right. um, to be able to provide our parents with this kind of value at, at this price. Great. What about funding? Is in Australia at least there's a national disability NDIS. insurance scheme and NDIS. Yes, right. and, and I don't know what, what what exists in the US, but are users of this service able to tap into funding like that? Look, in the US they are not because it's not a direct disability service. It's where we are helping our, our parents, mm. um, you know, or, and mentoring parents to achieve a better outcome for, for, their, for their kids. In, in Australia, however, with NDIS, there are options where, you know, uh, we, we can actually recover most of the cost mm-hmm. uh, for the parents. But then we are not NDIS registered at the moment. So if parents are self-managed or, or have a plan manager, uh, definitely there are options to work out or, or get rebates on the majority of the consultation fees. Oh, great. Terrific. Uh, there's a big, 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 big need for this service. I mean, do you, autism has been growing. Uh, the incidence of autism, at least the incidence of reported autism, whether it's diagnosis, is getting better or more precise, or uh, around the world for quite a long time. And leaving aside the discussion about why that is so, um, do you have any data on how many people, in say, in these two countries, in the USA and Australia, are uh, would be classified on the autism spectrum? Yeah, look, I can certainly give you some ballparks, right? Mm. So, um, and about, and speaking of the rise in the prevalence, right? So, about 1992, according to CDC, Center of Disease Control in the US, um, 
one out of 150 um, you know kids were diagnosed were receiving or was receiving a form of diagnosis in autism. Uh, fast forward 2016, which is the latest stats that I've seen, it's one out of 59. Okay, so as you can see, there has been a massive rise in in its prevalence, and and that is to some extent attributed to yes, increased rate of diagnosis. Um, <laughs> right. So yeah. any 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 kid who's really smart and likes technology gets. Mm. <laughs> Look, it, it could be, and that's uh, you know, it's not necessarily so. Uh, but uh, essentially, it's uh, I think, and this I say from my personal experience only, and I believe that some form of research should be done in this space. And, and I know for a fact that some you know universities are actually working on this, especially related to ADHD. But it could also be how we are evolving as a human species in general, right? We are becoming more and more dependent on machines. We like or we are more comfortable interacting with technology than with people, right? Um, uh, and a typical scenario is when you, you're, you're in a bus or in public transport and see previously people would communicate with each other, you know, have a nice laugh or chat. But these days, you know, it's, you're talking to the next person. Uh, he or she believes that yeah, you might be weird or something, right? <laughs> so uh, that's that's our nature of interaction. And and over the last few weeks, I've spoken to at least a hundred parents, uh, you know, who are dealing with these day-to-day -day challenges. And and only very few of them have come back and saying that uh, their kids are not are not reacting well to technology. Like all of these kids, they're really uh, you know comfortable with iPads, uh, phones, tablets. You know, um, it's when it comes to the social interaction, the communication, and speech. That's where. You know, they are. Yeah, yeah. So they're very comfortable with the, with the technology, but not so Correct. comfortable with the human Correct. interaction. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. That's mm. and that's because, as I said, like it might be because of the evolutionary nature, or or because how we are being as human beings right now. I mean, um, we are more um, in more nuclear families, um, less of an interaction. So that might play a role. Um, as far as the stats in yeah, Australia is concerned, uh, that's more recent. I think the latest is one out of seventy nine kids. Mm -hmm. um, uh, this is 2018 March data, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, one out of 79 kids are diagnosed to be on the spectrum, and when you extrapolate that to the national figures, it will be somewhere around 178 or 168. I, I forgot the exact figure, but in that range, 168,000 um, kids formally diagnosed um, under the age of 18 to be on the spectrum. Any idea what proportion of that 170 odd thousand kids is uh, is getting support? Getting services. Look in Australia, it's much better with the NDIs, uh, uh, you know, playing a role. Uh, okay, but that said, you know, there are discussions around, you know, the funding cuts, or maybe the government uh, underestimated the cost of, you know, autism care, and, and which is also one of the reasons why um, we are finding a lot of interest in in, in parents um, about autism 360 because some of these parents are getting a lot of grants at the moment, and hence they are able to afford the best quality therapy and services. But if the grants stop coming or they get significantly reduced, these parents need to have a plan B as well to be able to, you know, take some charge of or, or, or still continue their child on that development journey. Okay, so whether or not um, funding gets reduced, you see that there's definitely a place for the service that Absolutely. Autism Absolutely. 360 is Absolutely. providing. Yes, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. 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 So what, what do you see, I mean, long, longer terms, look some years out, how do you see this evolving? Uh, the, the, the service you're offering. Mm -hmm. uh, two questions, I guess. How do you see it evolving? And do you consider yourself complementary to other services or more in competition mm -hmm. to other existing services? Right. 
So at the moment, I would say that we are complementing with other services, right? So at no point in time are we discouraging any parent to go and seek professional help where they have the opportunity to, okay? This, is prim- this program would primarily be helping these parents to be able to, you know, um, to be able to make the most out of the available resources today, okay? Um, and also, you know, parents, they want to be independent, so they don't want to wait for the next therapy session in four weeks' time to, you know, and, and if they are stuck in between, um, they are, especially with kids on uh, with special needs, they are, they are stuck. I mean, they don't know how to move forward, which is why we have these weekly checkpoints in place uh, and weekly sessions in place where, you know, every week we are touch basing at least two or th- three times with the parents to ensure that they are on track and be able to meet their goals mm-hmm. that they have decided at the beginning of the program. Uh, I guess parents, the ideal parent for, for this autism coaching program, and I, I, I know you you refer to yourself as an autism advocate and coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the ideal, this is a question, the ideal parent is, is a proactive parent, not a parent who's just so shell-shocked by the whole experience and the whole stress of having uh, an autism uh, spectrum child. Correct. So you, 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 so you said earlier on that you interview the parents to see whether they're satisfied, whether they're going to benefit. So is that part of it? Is that what you'd be looking yes, for? Yes, absolutely. Look, so we want parents who are action takers, mm. okay, who will be able to make the most out of the program because the coach is going to the coach is going to motivate them on a weekly basis, but only the coach can only do as much as the parent is inclined to mm-hmm. to to engage. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. Um, that said, uh, we do understand that um, that parents often go through this this emotional roller coaster. You know, they may have small successes, and then they meet, uh, then um, they suddenly end up feeling like pouring from an empty cup. Okay. Uh, so they they go through this mixed mixed range of emotions, which is why we are also offering as a part of the program um, a fortnightly counselling. Okay. Uh, by registered counsellors. Okay. Um, who will basically listen to. You know all their um, all their um, stress, um, you know, or, or, or negative beliefs that they, they might be having, and they will. Tr- these counselors will actually help them get, get that breakthrough in terms of you know gaining clarity and get back into focus. With, you know, uh, to continue with the program. Okay, um, so that's one of the things. The other thing that we are also doing is we are trying to pair two parents in the program. Um, and we're calling them buddies. Okay, mm-hmm. so essentially two parents, preferably in the same region. Um, mm-hmm. That's what we try to do. But if we can't, we'll find the nearest other parent whose kids are very similar age and they they, they have very similar symptoms. Okay, or coping mechanisms. Uh, we are trying to make these two parents friends. Okay, yes. so they are going through the program at the same point in time. Um, they may or may not be, uh, you know, uh, coached by the same person. Okay, so if they are coached by a different person, that's even better because then they can share. And exchange perspective and ideas because every coach works differently as well. So we're creating that support system for for the parents. Wow, it sounds like you've really thought this through. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so far, yes. Look, I mean, whoever we have spoken to, the, the parents are quite interested. Like, who could go through with the program? Yes, they have signed up. Uh, parents who didn't for whatever, either because of time, maybe they're just working or they've got more kids to take care of, um, or for financial reasons. Um, they have also, you know, requested for more material around uh, around the program. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So, Ash, speaking of uh, material, the parents receiving the coaching services, mm. I assume, will have access to some downloadable material they can print out and all that sort of thing. What about the um, electronic um 
resources do you what do you provide for the parents in that yeah. sense Look, that's a great question, uh, Peter. So uh, we are trying to make the program as comprehensive as possible, right? So not only the interaction bit with the, with the coach and, and access to the special, uh, specialist therapist, we are also providing uh, pretty much all the apps and the uh, technology bits that, that they might need to be able to support this journey, okay? Uh, just to give you a few examples, what we are doing is um, we are... Um, we are giving every parent will get an annual subscription of something called a board maker online app, which is you know an AAC augmentative and alternate communication app that can help them stay organized, you know, get social and stuff, um, and also with speech. Look, in addition to that, they're also going to get a bundle of Social Express and Cool School. So Social Express essentially allows the child to explore various social situations and and prompts the right response from them in a very safe kind of an environment. Cool school, on the other hand, helps the child get ready for, you know, prepares the child for school readiness and also unpacks bullying, um, you know, in the sense that uh, because many of these kids, were, the, the goal is for these kids to get included into the mainstream school and and um, like it or not, some of their friends are going to observe certain uh, uh, varying level of difference in their behavioral interactions and, and hence they, the kids with autism are more subjected to, to bullying in general. And this is where, you know, I believe cool school will definitely help help these kids un- understand, um, you know, what what goes on in that whole bullying system, what, who are these bullies, what support system do they thrive on and how they can actually, you know, um, make the situation more favorable. The kids can make the situation more favorable for themselves. Yeah. Excellent. So social, improving social skills and handling bullying, that's, yeah. that's clearly a need. Absolutely. In in fact, what you're doing, clearly there's a need for what you're doing out there, and how you're doing it uh, seems to be very leverageable. Uh, So congratulations and all the best with it. Uh, So if if some of our listeners would like to find some more about Mm -hmm. um, Autism Mag and Mm -hmm. Autism 360, how would they do that? Yeah, look, so web address or yeah. So the best, the easiest way would be to go to autism360club.com. Okay, uh, and that will uh, you know over there they can find all the necessary information on how to apply and and also download the course brochure. Yeah, um, so that's one way. Otherwise, they can also go to the autismmag.org, the main website, and over there there is also a link called Know More About Autism 360, uh, and then that will lead them to the same page with, with the same content. Excellent. Ash, thank you very much for your time today. Uh, Thank you for having me, Peter. It was lovely having a chat with you. Um, And uh, yeah, it was a great experience. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Learning Capacity Podcast, brought to you by LearnFastHQ.com, delivering the world's best evidence-based solutions for learning since 1999. Head over to our website to read a transcript of the podcast. Go to learnfasthq.com, that's L-E-A-R-N-F-A-S-T-H-Q.com, and click on Podcast in the menu at the top of the page. And don't forget to subscribe in your listening app so you don't miss hearing any of the interesting discussions about learning, teaching, and education.